We are back with some more college basketball action here for Saturday, January 28th. Got an action-packed slate of games today. Lots of great matchups, so let's jump right into it. Now we start today's show off in Morgantown as Auburn takes on West Virginia. Auburn comes into this game as the 15th overall team in the hot tip power ranking. West Virginia is the 46th overall team. And, you know, for West Virginia, obviously started out Big 12 play 0-5. Not a great performance there. But, you know, have since won a couple of games, wins over TCU and Texas Tech to get them, you know, 2-3 and three, um, or 2-1 and one over their last three games here. And offensively, it's a West Virginia team that has looked fairly strong this season. I've done a solid job shooting the basketball, a 52.3 effective field goal percentage on the year. 34.7% from beyond the arc have really been a pretty good three-point shooting team this season. Not to mention, Eric Stevenson has really just played well for this West Virginia squad with 13.1 points per game. But Auburn's not an easy opponent. And, you know, for Auburn, obviously coming into this game following the loss to Texas A&M in their last one, that game snapping their five-game winning streak. Um, but offensively, they've kind of struggled a little bit this season. Certainly not a horrible team by any means. And, you know, 16-4, and four, not a bad team at all. Um, but they haven't shot the ball nearly as well as West Virginia in this game. Only a 49.3 effective field goal percentage on the year. And they're also only hitting 29.4% from beyond the arc, though. Wendell Green Jr. has still been a great shot scorer with 13.9 points per game. Um, another area that Auburn has kind of struggled this season um, is in the turnover department. You know, only forcing turnovers on 19.8% of their opponent's possessions. West Virginia has really succeeded in the turnover game this season, forcing turnovers on 22% of their opponent's possessions. West Virginia has also done a great job holding on to the basketball themselves, only turning it over on 18.4% of their possessions, while Auburn turns it over on 19.3% of theirs. And yeah, Auburn has an outstanding shot defense, but with their lack of shooting going up against a team like West Virginia here in this game, I think it's gonna be a very, very tough game on the road here in this one. Um, I think West Virginia pulls it off um, and covers the spread. Taking them minus three and a half here against Auburn. Now we head to the Ivy League for the next game as Brown takes on Cornell. Brown comes into this game as the 224th overall team in the hot Tibet power ranking. Cornell is the 168th overall team for Brown. Coming to this game following the win over Columbia. Cornell losing their last game to Harvard. But offensively, it's a Cornell team. That is very, very strong. You know, they've been one of the best just percentage-wise shooting teams in the entire nation this season. Um, a 57.3 effective field goal percentage on the year. The third best um, in that category this season. Not to mention Cornell hitting 37.3% from beyond the arc. And, and Greg Golan is a big reason why Cornell has shot the ball so well. He leads this team with 13.1 points per game. And yeah, Brown certainly isn't a, a terrible offensive team but certainly nowhere near what Cornell has done this season. Only shooting a 51 effective field goal percentage on the year. Have been a little bit better from beyond the arc, a 34.7% three-point shooting, um, but overall just not nearly as good on the offensive side of the ball. And Cornell is also very, very good on the defense. Their turnovers department-wise has been very, very strong this season, forcing turnovers on 22.6% of their opponent's possessions. Brown only forcing turnovers on 19.6% of their opponent's possessions. 
possessions. Um, and Cornell has also done a really good job holding on to the basketball, only turning it over on 16.2% of their own possessions, while Brown turns it over on 19.1% of theirs. Um, and not to mention, you know, with how well Cornell has shot, pair that up with how fast of a style of basketball they play, the 24th fastest tempo in the entire nation. And it's a very, very hard team to contain, a very, very hard team to slow down in, and one that can certainly get up and down the court and score some points. And I think that's just what they do here in this game. I'm taking Cornell minus eight here against Brown. Next up on the card, we got Texas State taking on Southern Miss. Texas State comes into this one as the 161st overall team in the high tip of power ranking. Southern Miss is the 264th overall team for Southern Miss coming to this game following a win over Arkansas State. And it's really a Southern Miss team that I have loved watching on and love betting on this entire season. You know, 18 and four on the year. Obviously, a couple of solid non-conference wins against Vanderbilt um, and Liberty. And in Texas State, on the other hand, pretty much in every definition of the word has just been an average team i mean they come into this game 11 and 11 on the year have certainly had some struggles haven't been the best shooting team only a 46.7 effective field goal percentage only hitting 30.9 percent from beyond the arc and even worse for this texas state team they could be without their top scorer in mason harrell once again you know missed the previous game a game that they actually did end up winning um but you know he is definitely um you know gonna be a missing piece if he doesn't play in this game status remains unknown um at this point um but certainly a guy that they cannot live without for too long southern miss on the other hand though has been very strong on the offensive side of the ball they've done a great job shooting the basketball a 51 effective field goal percentage on the year hitting 32.2 percent from beyond the arc and austin crawley has really just done an amazing job shooting the basketball this season dropping 17.3 points per game um but it's not just the offensive side of things the southern miss has found success and has looked very very good this season they've been a strong great team on the defensive side of the ball as well only giving up a 47.6 effective field goal percentage on the year while texas state holding their opponents to a 50.4 effective field goal percentage texas state has also struggled a bit from the perimeter um, allowing 34.7 percent from three while southern miss only giving up 32.2 percent from beyond the arc and it's overall a texas state team that has struggled against some of the better teams in the conference the better teams they've played this season and at home i think it's a southern miss team that really just keeps things rolling taking them minus eight here against texas state the next team we we'll take a look at here on Saturday is Milwaukee taking on Northern Kentucky. Milwaukee comes into this game as the 291st overall team in the high-tip power ranking. Northern Kentucky is the 166th overall team. And the Bart Lundy era has certainly been off to a better start than the Patrick Baldwin era ever was here at Milwaukee. And it's a Milwaukee team that actually beat this Northern Kentucky team um, a few weeks ago. Won that game by five points at home. And they really just have been a much better team, but much improved team than we saw a season ago. But Northern Kentucky is no joke. You know, they're a strong team um, as well. And while they did lose the first meeting, they're not a bad team by any means, but they have struggled a bit in, in certain areas. Shooting-wise, they haven't been a great team, haven't done a really good job shooting the basketball. Only a 48.6 effective field goal percentage. have been a little bit better from the perimeter, hitting 33.9%. But Milwaukee still has the advantage um, shooting-wise in this game, a 52.4 effective field goal percentage. They've been great from the perimeter, hitting 36.2%. B.J. Freeman, a big part of this Milwaukee success this year with 15.9 points per game. Really, a Milwaukee team that is very, very offensively strong, but it's not just the offense that makes this team so good and so dangerous. They've been great on the defensive side of the ball as well, holding their opponents to a 47 effective field goal percentage on the air, while Northern Kentucky allowing a 51.8. Milwaukee's also held their opponents to 29.7% from beyond the arc, while Northern Kentucky allowing 39.5% 
from beyond the arc and really the key to the milwaukee success much like in the first game is to push tempo and keep you know northern kentucky um off their feet milwaukee the 21st fastest team in the entire country this season northern kentucky the 356 slowest team in the entire country i think it's the northern kentucky team that's going to struggle to gain a big lead in this one i think milwaukee keeps this game close once again taking them plus five and a half here against northern kentucky the end of the ACC is Clemson takes on Florida State. Clemson comes into this game as the 49th overall team in the high tippet power ranking. Florida State is the 100th overall team. And for Clemson, have had an absolutely impressive year. Come into this game following the win over Georgia State. And in overall in conference play, they've only lost one game, a game on the road against Wake Forest. Really a Clemson team that has been playing very, very strong. Um, and despite some very massive struggles for Florida State in non-conference play, they've looked a little bit better here in ACC play. They're five and five in the conference, but they do come into this game following a loss to Miami. And, and overall, it's a Florida State team that has struggled a bit to shoot the basketball this season. Only a 49.5 effective field goal percentage on the year. I've been better from the perimeter, hitting 34.2% from three, um, but still not a great shooting team. Clemson, on the other hand, has shot the ball very well this season, a 53.7 effective field goal percentage on the year, and they're hitting 36.9% from beyond the arc. Tyson, or Hunter Tyson, um, has really looked like a great shot scorer for this Clemson team, 15.5 points per game for him, also leads this Clemson squad in rebounds with 10 rebounds per game. Um, but quite honestly, the biggest reason why I like Clemson in this game comes on the defensive side of the ball. They've been such a great defense, even paired up with how well they have shot the ball only allowing a 45.8 effective field goal percentage from their opponents on the season with Florida State giving up 51.5 effective field goal percentage Clemson also only giving up 31.7 percent from beyond the arc while Florida State is allowed 36.1 percent from beyond the arc really Brad Brunell has done a great job with this Clemson team and you know for Florida State it's a team that I've liked over the past few seasons but they just haven't got things going nearly as well this season haven't looked like the same team we've seen in years past and with Clemson only laying three points even on the road here in this game this is absolutely my favorite play here on saturday's card taking clemson minus three here against florida state we head to the sec as south carolina takes on georgia south carolina comes into this game as the 147th overall team in the hot tippet power ranking georgia is the 137th overall team and you know this felt like at the start of sec play mike white had, had come into georgia and fixed all of their problems and, and turned them into a great basketball school um you know after starting three and one in the sec and then they go on and lose their next three games granted some tougher opponents than what they played at the beginning of the season but nonetheless coming to this south carolina game desperate to get things going back in the right direction and as far as south carolina has gone this season you know outside of the the shocking win on the road at kentucky haven't won another sec game since you know we're decent during non-conference but you know obviously beat up on a few cupcakes there um, but overall it's just a south carolina team that doesn't great do a great job shooting the basketball only a 45.8 effective field goal percentage for them on the year they're also so only hitting 31.4% from beyond the arc. Georgia, on the other hand, has been a pretty decent shooting team this season, a 48.1 effective field goal percentage and 33.3% from beyond the arc. Terry Roberts has really been a great player overall for this Georgia team, 15.6 points per game for him. Um, but where Georgia really has an advantage in this game is going to be on the defensive side of the ball. Their defense has been absolutely outstanding. What their shot defense has been able to do is really just impressive, only allowing a 46.5 effective field goal percentage on the season, while South Carolina is giving up 
53.3% effective field goal percentage. But it's not just that. Georgia has been great from the perimeter as well, only giving up 28.7% from three, while South Carolina gives up 35% from beyond the arc. And, and obviously, laying 11.5 with a team that's on a three-game losing streak isn't exactly the, the greatest position to be in by any means. But going up against, by far and away, the worst team in the SEC, I think Georgia really turns things around and does it in big fashion. Taking them minus 11 and a half here against South Carolina. Now, before we get into some of these evening games, if you haven't already checked out the website, head over to hottipbest.com. We've got picks for college basketball, NBA, NHL, NFL, UFC, and horse racing being posted up every single day. So make sure you take a look at all of that. Also, follow the Hot Tipbets main account at Hot Tipbets on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter to stay up to date with all the content being posted over there, as well as my personal account at Hot Tipbets Chris on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter to stay up to date with all the content that I am putting out. Um, and also on Best Stamp, where you can get early access to all of the picks and get a notification every single time that I place a bet. And last but definitely not least, if you're watching here on YouTube, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel, hit the bell notification so you don't miss out on any future content. Most importantly, drop a comment down below. Let me know who you guys are betting on here for Saturday. Now let's get into the second half of the show. Now we head to the Pac-12 as Utah takes on Oregon. Utah comes into this game as the 71st overall team in the hot bet power ranking. Oregon is the 44th overall team. And if you've watched this show all season long, you know that I absolutely love fading Oregon. And you know that most of the times when I fade Oregon, it doesn't necessarily work out for me. Um, case in point, you know, last game they played against Colorado, had Colorado in that game. Now, granted, we would have covered the closing line and Colorado loses that spread by one point. But nonetheless, a loss for me doesn't matter um, I certainly didn't win that bet we also had or, or Utah um, when these two teams played the first time a game that Oregon won by 10 points on the road so maybe I just keep discounting this Oregon and Dana Altman team but honestly I just refuse to believe that they are actually a good basketball team and I really believe that Utah is a great basketball team this season coming to this game following the win over Oregon State and overall in Pac-12 play um, they've been a very strong team they're eight and three here in conference play and offensively, they're not a terrible shooting team. A 51.6 effective field goal percentage have been strong from the on the arc, hitting 34.9% from three. Brendan Carlson has really been an outstanding player with 16.8 points per game, 7.5 rebounds per game for him as well. Leads this Utah team um, in both of those categories. Um, and Oregon, you know, very similar shooting-wise to Utah. A 51.2 effective field goal percentage. Certainly have struggled a little bit more from the perimeter, only hitting 30.6% from beyond the arc but the reason I've liked Utah so much this season and, and maybe a reason I haven't liked Oregon nearly as much is the defense Utah really just has one of the best shot defenses in the entire nation a 42.3 effective field goal percentage is all they're giving up they're the fourth best team in the country in that category Oregon on the other hand is allowing a 47.8 effective field goal percentage and Utah is also only giving up 27.4 percent from beyond the arc the seventh best team in the entire country while Oregon allowing 33.1 percent from beyond the arc and obviously Oregon's certainly not a terrible team and they keep proving me wrong um, but they've kind of struggled against better opponents this season and for Utah, going on the road, looking to get some revenge over a team um, that absolutely embarrassed them in the first meeting. I think they control it on the defensive end of the court. Keep this game close um, and cover this spread here. Taking Utah plus three and a half here against Oregon. 
We head to the Big Ten as Ohio State takes on Indiana. Ohio State comes into this game as the 30th overall team in the hot tip of power ranking. Indiana is the 19th overall. Um, and for you know Ohio State, a loss to Illinois in their last one. And overall, they have not had a great stretch as of late. Only one win in their past seven games. Definitely, you know, looking to get things going back in the right direction with the win in this one. As far as Indiana goes, um, you know, they, they similarly had a bit of a losing streak earlier in the year. But, you know, solid wins as of late, a win over Illinois last week that was absolutely impressive, a win over Minnesota in their last game. And overall, offensively, it's an Indiana team that has played fairly strong this season. They've shot the ball well, a 55.8 effective field goal percentage on the year, 37.7% from beyond the arc. Trace Jackson Davis has, you know, remained one of the best players in the Big Ten, dropping 19.7 points per game. And it's certainly an Indiana team that can shoot the basketball. Um, but Ohio State also has some shot scores and offensively even though they haven't been winning games they've been competitive and have shot the ball well a 52.6 effective field goal percentage on the year um, they're shooting 38.8 percent from beyond the arc bryce Sinbrook leads the way with 17.4 points per game for this ohio state team really have been a strong team there um ohio state's also been really strong off the offensive glass pulling down 33.7 percent in that category and not to mention ohio state has also been very good on the defensive side of the ball only allowing a 46 effective field goal percentage in the season indiana giving up a 47 effective field goal percentage and the ohio state perimeter defense has looked very very strong um only allowing 29.3 percent from beyond the arc indiana giving up 33.6 percent and yeah obviously ohio state has struggled a bit during big 10 play you know only winning one of their last seven games but they've been very competitive and those games have been very very close coming down to, to potential final possessions um, and going into this one even in bloomington against indiana i think it's the ohio state team that keeps this game close i'm taking them plus five here against indiana for the next game on the card, we head to Lexington as Kansas takes on Kentucky. Kansas comes into this one as the fourth overall team in the high tip power ranking. Kentucky is the seventh overall team. And these are two very interesting teams that have had very interesting past this season. Obviously, you know, Kansas started out the season very, very high. 16-1 and one to start the year. Looked like, you know, they could potentially just go on and run the table here in the Big 12. Um, you know, repeat as national champions and, and all the hype that goes with that. And then they go and lose their last three games and, and kind of fall back down to earth um, and, and really are, are kind of desperate for a win going into this game here against Kentucky. And Kentucky's done kind of the opposite, struggled to start the season and, and as of late um, have been playing much, much better. Um, but offensively, it's two teams that have both shot the ball well this season. Kansas, a 52.8 effective field goal percent of the year, hitting 35.7% from beyond the arc. Jalen Wilson has had a strong season and a strong performance for this Jayhawks team once again leads them with 21.4 points per game grady dick is a guy who has certainly impressed this season and really has stood out as another great shot scorer for this kansas team um you know really has looked like a great great player but obviously kentucky has some great shot scores as well you know the reigning national player of the year and oscar tboy um has done wonders for this team leads them with 16.6 points per game austin rivas has looked great or antonio rivas has looked good as well for this kentucky team and, and overall kentucky has done a good job shooting the ball a 51.7 effective field goal percentage and 36.9 percent from beyond the arc um, but defensively kentucky has struggled a bit more this season and that's certainly you know where we saw them kind of you know get exploited um earlier in the year 
was with their defense, giving up a 48.1 effective field goal percentage on the season and 33.6% from beyond the arc. Kansas has certainly had the stronger defense, a 46.7 effective field goal percentage, um, and has been really good from the perimeter, holding their opponents to 32.1% from beyond the arc. And, and obviously, this is a strange matchup in all sorts of different ways, but even on the road here in this game, I think it's a Kansas team that is still the better team, even coming off of three straight losses against a Kentucky team that has kind of started to, to get things going back in the right direction. I think they bounce back and have a great performance on the road here in this game um, and really show how strong and how competitive the Big 12 is this season um, by going and beating this Kentucky team. And I'm going to take the spread, taking Kansas plus three here, um, but maybe sprinkle a little bit on the money line as well. And next up on today's card, we got Georgia Southern taking on Louisiana. Georgia Southern comes into this game as the 238th overall team in the high to bet power ranking. Louisiana is the 140th overall team. And, you know, for Louisiana, get the win over Troy in their last game. Overall, have been a very impressive, very strong team this season. Um, you know, have really just been winning games here the past few weeks of the season. Enter this game on a seven-game winning streak, looking very, very good there. As far as Georgia Southern goes, coming to this game following a loss to texas state in their last one and, and overall to georgia southern team that has not been great on the offensive side of the ball have really just struggled to shoot the ball only a 48.2 effective field goal percentage only hitting 29.1 percent from beyond the arc offensively just not a great team louisiana on the other hand has been a strong shooting team this season a 53.9 effective field goal percentage for them on the year they're also hitting 38.4 percent from beyond the arc and jordan brown has really just been an outstanding player for this ull team 19.9 points per game doing a great job there but it's not just shooting wise it's not just the offense that makes this louisiana team so good they've been fairly strong on the defensive side of the ball and they've been really strong in the rebounding department off the offensive glass pulling down 32.8 percent really you know a lot of second chance opportunities coming from this louisiana team georgia southern only pulling down 26.8 percent defensively they're a little bit more even georgia southern pulling down 73 percent off the defensive glass louisiana 72.8 percent but overall i think in this matchup it's a louisiana team that is really just going to outshoot georgia southern push tempo um, and i think it's really going to be hard for georgia southern to keep up um, and stay in this basketball game I'm taking Louisiana, minus nine here against Georgia Southern. Finally, we close off Saturday's shore with Cal State Northridge taking on UC Irvine. Northridge comes into this one as the 332nd overall team in the hot tibet power ranking. UC Irvine is the 121st overall team. And, you know, we were on Irvine when these two teams met earlier in the season, a game that Irvine did win and cover. And overall, UC Irvine has been pretty strong here in conference play six and two overall seesaw on the other hand well they did get their second d1 win of the season a few weeks ago really haven't been that great this season coming to this game following a loss to uc san diego and overall it's a csun team that offensively is not good they're not good they don't know how to shoot the basketball <laughs> they're one of the worst teams in the country when it comes to shooting the basketball only a 43.1 effective field goal percentage on the year they're the 358th worst team in that category also only hitting 30.5 percent from beyond the arc and when you compare that over to with how well uc irvine has shot the ball um, it's going to be very very hard for them to keep up in this game a 52.1 effective field goal percentage for irvine and they're hitting 37.9 percent from beyond the arc dawson baker has been a great player for this uc 
Irvine team with 14.5 points per game for him. Um, and it's not just offensively where Irvine has a huge advantage in this game. They've been the much stronger team on the defensive side of the ball as well. Their shot defense has been very, very good only giving up a 47.6 effective field goal percentage in while you see or what Cal State Northridge giving up a 50.7 effective field goal percentage CSUN also allowing 33.9% from beyond the arc while Irvine is only giving up 32.7% um, from three really in this game I think you see Irvine's going to look to push tempo try to score some points and really just get up and down the court and I think the lack of offense from this CSUN team is really going to make it hard for them to be competitive in this one taking UC Irvine laying the big spread minus 15 and a half here against Cal State Northridge